management. Do you remember that that phase? Felt like kind of a brief phase of Mike Tomlin's tenure when we were picking him apart every single Sunday related to clock management. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this clock management. There's a reason I'm bringing it up, even though I won't bring it up again for the remainder of the program. And it's that we will find every little morsel to dissect when it comes to the head coach. And this head coach now, probably more than ever in his dozen years here. And we'll do it over this little thing or that little thing, or for that matter, this big thing. Such as, I don't know, whatever everybody was upset about a couple weeks ago. I've already kind of lost track of it. And I do it too. I'm not exempting myself. If you listen to this program regularly, you'll know that I will criticize this head coach. And I will do so to the extent that I will hear back from a lot of you as to, hey, what's up with this? What's up with this? Do you hate this guy? Do you not recognize what all he's done? It goes both ways. However, there is one grounding point when it comes to evaluating this man. And I'm about to play for you nine seconds of NFL Films footage. Nine whole seconds from this Christmas Eve game immediately after the Steelers had won it. And as they were heading off the field, what you're about to hear is Tomlin basically running into Najee Harris and the two of them making these noises, but all of the words that you are about to hear, the actual words, come from Tomlin. Yeah! <laughs> we grew up tonight. We grew up tonight. <laughs> that, my friends, is a high school child. That's what he sounds like there. And I am saying that in the most positive context possible. Because it does take that level of passion and investment and belief in what it is that you're doing to come away with that reaction to a National Football League game under any circumstance, never mind one in which you've already been doing it for more than a decade, in which you've achieved a lot more in other seasons than you've done so far this season. This is what it sounds like for a head coach to be totally into it and to make sure that everyone around him is equally into it. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Anyone who's in the coaching business, anyone who's been in the coaching business, probably at any level, but absolutely at the top levels of a given sport, can attest to the following. The very most challenging thing about the job is making sure that everyone's into it. That's really, really it. You can 
get into all different kinds of strategies and X's and O's and should have done this on fourth down, should have managed the clock better and all kinds of other stuff. And you won't come close to rivaling the impact that's had on a team by a coach than to make sure that they're all in. Not everyone can do it, believe it or not. It's not automatic, believe it or not. It's not a job and something that they're supposed to be doing. Maybe it is for some, but it isn't usually for the teams that win. I'm not here to be an idiot and suggest that everything's gone great for Tomlin in recent years. It obviously hasn't. I don't even remember the last playoff win. That's unacceptable. I haven't liked a lot of things about his past few years. I haven't liked a lot of things about recent drafts. He, of course, has a big hand in those. But I'll tell you what, there's two things that I take from that clip. And by the way, you need to find this full NFL Films clip. It's actually around 40 seconds, and it's got different scenes in which he's staring into some player's eyes and saying, let me see you, let me see your eyes, let me see your eyes. And he's letting them know, uh, actually, he's talking to nobody in particular at one point. He's just wandering the sideline saying how he could have been working uh, in a mill or a mine somewhere in Virginia had it not been for the NFL, meaning he himself. It's great stuff. If you follow me on Twitter, I've added it onto my Twitter account. And if you're seeing this on DK Pittsburgh Sports, I'll add the tweet onto the article accompanying this podcast as well. It's just just go find it and hit play. So two takeaways. One, he's really into it, and he makes sure that they're into it. And when you hear him, and this was the part that I did play earlier, yelling out to Najee, we're growing up. We're growing up. That's a we in there. He's been doing this forever. He's not growing up, but he sees it that way. Because, and if you go back to some of the remarks that he made about Ben Roethlisberger's retirement and the challenge that he and Kevin Colbert and all of the Steelers would face in finally having to replace a franchise quarterback, he said, I'm eager for this. I'm going to embrace this. I want to be a part of this. Well, that leads to my second takeaway. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. For those of you who are still hung up on that sort of thing, And I'm going to say, yet again, I understand criticisms. But when you're talking about either Tomlin being fired, which is never going to happen, or Tomlin just leaving, walking away from the game, did that sound to you like someone who's just about ready to call it a day? No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. When we come back, J1Q... Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. 
Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Chris, who writes, I am not a defensive tackle aficionado, but it seems to me that Cam Hayward has been an elite dominant tackle for years. Is this an accurate perception? He's been named an All-Pro a handful of times. Is he a Hall of Fame candidate, or is he just going to be known as a great player for a very good franchise? Chris, I can tell you this right now, that if Cam were listening to this program, and he's been known to do that before, so I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't presume that's out of the realm of possibility, Cam would be sitting here nodding his head along with every syllable. There are so many golden attributes to this man, not just as a football player, but also as a person. As Mike Tomlin has said about him on multiple occasions, he checks all the boxes. And I'm here to tell you openly, candidly, in a way that Cam can't do himself, that this sort of thing is important to him. He believes that he deserves X amount of respect for what his achievements have been in the National Football League, what they continue to be, and what he hopes that they'll be in the future, because he's absolutely not done. And yes, he sees himself as someone who should be considered for the Hall of Fame when he's all done, but he also understands that the more he adds to his own resume, the better his chances. So, even though you don't say why you're asking this question, I'm going to presume, and I think safely, that it's because he was unbelievable the other night against the Raiders. He just was, in every way. And when you talk about, as I was in the opening segment, reactions that Tomlin has to certain players, there's only one player that he saves his best reactions for after every game, and it's been that way for a long time now, and that's Cam. He'll go up to Cam, and the two of them just have this understanding about what it is that they say to each other, the certain look that they give each other. And then you know what else? They tend to walk off the field together, win or lose. They also leave the locker room together, win or lose. Witness this myself yet again the other day in Charlotte. So I say all this good stuff, but I'm going to maybe burst the bubble just a little bit here, even though I shouldn't. I want you to hear it out first. When you saw Cam playing the way he did the other night, there's an instant and understandable reflex to say, he's doing it for Franco. He's doing it for the memory. And he came out holding the 32 flag and everything. And I have no, no doubt whatsoever that Cam wanted to honor Franco and the memory and the family that was there and also the extended Steelers teammates family that were there from the 1972 roster and all that other stuff. But I am here to put my hand. Listen to this smack. Actually, that wasn't much of a smack. Let me give you a good smack. That is me smacking my hand on a figurative stack of Bibles to tell you that the reason that Cam went out and played like that was that he got snubbed from the Pro Bowl, and he hates that. Like, he hates that a lot. He sees himself as being 
one of the three or four at the worst best defensive tackles in the game. There was a tweet that somebody had earlier in the year. I can't even remember. It was one of the networks, and they listed Aaron Donald and Nick Bosa, a couple other guys that are, you know, the guys that you would normally talk about in that conversation. And Cam said, I am at least right in there. And when he says it, unlike when Chase Claypool said that he was one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL, there was not laughter. Okay, there was a very real and respectful reaction to it, even among those who wouldn't agree to put him that high. That's what he sees in himself. That's what he expects from himself. I've always admired this about him. I don't see this as any kind of minus or his looking for out for himself before the team or anything like that. He, he doesn't have that in his DNA at all. But that, believe you me, was what had him going more than anything else. I'm grateful for the question. I'm grateful for everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one tomorrow. 